The reading this morning is from the book of Mark, the seventh chapter, verses 24 to 30. You will note in this reading words quoting Christ in a way that to me is one of the most puzzling in all of Scripture. From there, Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there, yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. The Gospel of our Lord. Seated. Thanks, Al. God's grace and peace to all of us today. So I volunteer to teach an art series every February at my kids' school. And each year we are assigned a, collections, a collection of paintings or sculpture artwork around a theme. And each of these original pieces of art can be found at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. So the hope is that the kids learn about this art and then can go visit the pieces in person. And we as volunteers get trained on each of the art pieces and then we go into the classrooms and the kids have the opportunity to engage with a piece of art, to learn, to imagine, to ask questions and then do a little art project themselves. So last year after my time in the classroom, I received a little book of messages from the kids and this is one of them that was in there. Dear Ms. Horsch, thank you for visiting, coloring our pictures and learning it doesn't have to be perfect. I thought back to that class, and I could hardly remember this little boy even saying a word. He listened, sat with his legs crossed, and then got right to his project, and that was it. And I really had to think back, because I don't ever remember mentioning to their kids that their work didn't need to be perfect. Maybe I was speaking about Impressionism or something. Who knows? So you can tell this little note from this unassuming kid caught me off guard. Jesus is not in his expected place in this story. He's in the region of Tyre, a non-Jewish territory. And he's trying to hide out a bit to catch a breath. But we hear that a woman with a sick daughter has heard about Jesus and she comes to find him. It's more important for Mark that we hear the dialogue between Jesus and this woman 
than it is to know the specifics of how this little girl was healed. The woman finds Jesus, gets down on her knees, and begs Jesus to heal her daughter. And as Al said, Jesus' words are curt. Let the little children be fed first, for it's not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. Without pause, the woman replies back, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Her words seem to surprise Jesus enough for him now to change his mind and declare her daughter healed. This is an uncomfortable story on many levels. Jesus is so direct and sharp, and it's not really how we envision Jesus would talk to people. But this tone would be expected at the time. This was a woman and a Gentile, and she should never have even approached a Jewish man. But she won't back down because she's a desperate mama of a sick kid. The other troubling part of the story is that Jesus seems to change his mind. His initial response to her request is no. And then after hearing more, he changes his decision. And it can be hard for us to think that Jesus changes his mind because, well, Jesus is God in flesh, God who created the world and eventually will raise the dead. It's really more helpful for God to stay unmoving and omnipotent than for God to be impacted by an unnamed woman and her story. But not in this story. You see, this woman mattered. What she said mattered enough for Jesus to say yes to her and yes to her daughter. And from that point on, Jesus opens God's love not only to the chosen Jewish people, but now to non-Jewish people. God's mercy and healing started spilling over all over the place, crossing boundaries and landing in the hearts of unexpected people. And who was it who told this woman about Jesus in the first place? Someone must have said something for her to even to have the guts to come and find Jesus. This fall, actually in just a month, we will begin a sermon series that will focus on what we heard from you during our listening conversations over uh, the spring before Easter. We had about 50 listeners here at Mount Olivet reach out to have one-on-one -on -one conversation to get to know people and to hear their stories. And we will, of course, spend more time in September, but there's two things that came forth from these conversations. Number one, we are all seeking to find meaning in our lives. We want our lives to matter. We want to make a difference in the world, and we want to contribute to something larger than ourselves. And secondly, we believe and we expect that being part of a church community being, means being a part of something where we're with other people, where we can learn and be changed by others, and actually know that we have something to give ourselves. 
You see, it's both receiving and also giving, and it's the core of community. And you shared that in your stories. I remember a conversation I had. A person stopped by and talked to ask me some questions about the Women's March that was held all around the country in January of 2017. And as this conversation continued, we talked about the people who were on the buses that day. And we realized that some, especially women, were friends sitting in the same pew in the same worship service here at Mount Olivet. And we talked about how important it would be to ask people about their experience. Simply go up to them and say, why did you get on the bus that day? What is your story? Why was it important to you? We are sitting right next to each other with stories to share and opinions to express, and yet it's hard for us to do this. Why? Maybe it's hard because we don't want to talk about real-life things, and there's topics we would prefer to avoid, but maybe the person sitting right next to you has something that you need to hear and a story that needs to be shared, and you the same. Like this mama bear of a Seraphonician woman, Something needed to be said because it was who she was and what she was experiencing in her life mattered to God and needed to be spoken. Jesus' actions that day changed a mother and a daughter and they changed the world and God's far-reaching love was made known personally and specifically. This woman's words and actions changed Jesus and maybe he saw or heard in a way that he didn't expect that that is who she was and what she had to say really mattered. The conversations and the issues will not disappear. Our call is to engage with people and know that their lives hold stories and bread for the journey to nourish us on our way. On paper, this woman is only known by her gender and origin but Jesus met her right there. And she, her, God's love found her, and she realized that she was known and loved. God's kingdom is at hand. You know, that little thank you note made me realize that my presence with the kids for an hour a week for four weeks actually mattered and then I realized how much that quiet little boy mattered in my life. He made me honor all he was thinking, although he didn't say it in words. He had something to say, and what he wrote in that letter, quite honestly, was what I, exactly what I needed to hear. Things don't need to be perfect. God enters this world so deeply that he cannot help but get tangled in the stories of people. And that's how he chooses to make his mercy and hope made known. So why wouldn't we talk about these things? Hear this today. You matter. And so does every single person in this world. 
We are a part of God's continuing unfolding story. And maybe that purpose we are so longing to be about is actually held in who we are, our stories. And they're meant to be shared for the sake of someone else. And may we be a community that comes back to God's story and a community that speaks and listens, knowing that's where God will always be found. Amen.